0: Welcome to
1: Every Day is Macaroni!
0: I'm Joy Alford Brand
1: and I'm Julia Connell and we're the hosts of Every Day Macaroni the podcast.
0: This podcast is a look at the lighter side of life where we talk about our adventures as a modern blended family. So sit back, relax, and prepare to have your funny bone tickled. Welcome back to episode three of Everyday Macaroni. What started out as a single Halloween episode has now become a (laughs) two-parter. Mind you, these are just a handful of the stories we could tell, but the episode was getting so long that I had to split it into two parts, and this is part two. We pick up where the last episode about Death Takes a Taxi Ride leaves off. And before we get into the story of The Corpse Bride, of course, you're gonna need a little background. So here we go. I just could not believe that story though. I was, again, another- Could you uh
1: giving like some sort of, I don't know, theme to that? Could you imagine just like putting that in some sort of Benny Hill kinda <laughs> music and speeding Quick, up the call film? call the taxi. <laughs> call the taxi. I just, it was just the craziest, uh, I don't know the craziest story. I, that's probably the top of the crazy stories oh, that I have life. heard that come out ah, of no, no, no. this family. No,
0: no, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a few more, but in terms of well, first of all, that's not your immediate. Well, that's not my immediate right experience.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, right now, and I've mean, got plenty more. Talking to go. about <laughs> talking about how. Comfortable, right? My family is with our inevitable, which you know mm-hmm. is death eventually, right? You know, and owning the funeral home and mm-hmm. cardio. how natural it is a part of life. Yeah. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. and they have absolutely no problem with it. I mean, they will wail. I'll tell you, with with oh. the best of them, oh, yeah, <laughs> they will wail. Just the frankness and the the at ease they are with what happens and what you need to do kind of brings us to this next this topic, next topic. Yeah.
0: Where, uh. okay. So for me, this one, because I have seen the level of discomfort that you have exhibited when it's become a topic of conversation at Monday night dinner, I think it's important to back up and give a little bit of a backstory before we tell the the story. And part of that includes explaining your mother's strength of character. She is one who has a very definite idea about things. And that includes her overall self-image. I have to say, that is one thing that I have noticed about your mother and your Aunt Kirula and mm-hmm. your Aunt Peppy and, and Aunt Doris. And I've met Roman the one time and was very appropriate Mm-hmm. Looking and conducting himself in a particular way. And they all are always very polished, and they're all, that's not my special skill. <laughs> I just
1: have to say that's my grandparents too.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Well, your grandfather, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, he had a very particular way of always looking. So, and your dad, yeah, my the grandfather. Same yeah,
1: my grandfather was always big on always making sure that your best
0: foot was sure. forward, you and know he know was I mean? right because and, people do look at you and they yeah. have preconceived notions about who you are and what you mm-hmm. what you are by yeah. how you look, and particularly in that generation, as we get a little more progressive mm-hmm. in our attitudes and perspectives and things like that, we tend to worry less about that, like the ripped jeans and stuff like that. Right, and we so. tend to be a little
1: less formal mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. For him and for really a lot of my family, it really is. It's a it's a very important. It's very important for them to hold themselves to a particular standard. standard. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just a personal sort of
0: thing. But your mother, takes it to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, my mom, I I like what I like. She likes what she likes, obviously. She, growing up, was always... I mean, it took her a good hour to get ready. My mom, wow. She would do her eyelashes just so. She had every single gadget that the 50s and 60s came up with to curling eyelashes, to eyeliners, to lip liners, to she had a beautiful wig at one point even though she had a wearing wigs too even though she had a good head of hair like that yeah but I think that was a
0: time a thing that you would do it in that time period yeah yeah Yeah. I think so because my mother had one I remember yeah and you know
1: everything was very specific (laughs) (laughs) very specific very very just so right Exactly. And that was my mom, and she enjoyed Still, that. There's pictures that I've found of her. So we had, I think it was like an amateur photographer in the neighborhood when we lived mm-hmm. in California. And I'm talking, I might not have even been born yet. I mean, we lived mm-hmm. there until I was only three. And he needed shots sh- for, for shots his portfolio. For yeah. his portfolio. And my mom had all of the latest clothing, all the latest styles. Like I said before, they had this beautiful red wool. I know what you're talking about. I know the pictures you're talking about. Right? Yeah. Red wool sofa that was to die for. If I could only find that thing now.
0: Oh, I know. Would it you know, be great? It,
1: like it'd be awesome. But there are pictures of my mom in
0: like real kind of she-she kind of, mm-hmm. you know. She, one in one I know the pictures I see them. with the magazine. And right. one of them she's like on her stomach and she's got her feet up yeah, behind crossed, her and crossed yes.
1: right crossed with her little kind of high heel flip floppy things and there's another picture of her with a very A-line well, kind of dress, do it. mules, yes. All right. <laughs> so she so just to give you a picture Of what my mom likes and what kind of thing what what her expectations are right right? so she is always done to the nines and and she's taken a while to get dressed and the whole nine yards so there's a lot of detail that she puts in and a lot of time that she puts Mm -hmm. in to looking the way she does Mm -hmm. and I, I remember thinking I mean this was I was little and I was already thinking oh my gosh how horrible is it going to be when I start getting gray hair? So, my mom is just really into keeping herself looking the way she looks, right? And she's very proud of that and she enjoys that she still can do that. She's the first one in our immediate family to get, to a, get tattoo. a tattoo. <laughs> you know, and I think that that's hysterical.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that tattoo for a second.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was an announcement she made during one of our Monday night dinners, right? That she said, I have two tattoo tattoos. Can you guys see where they are? And I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh. I know. Pe- the pants are coming off or something. <laughs> and I thought to myself, uh, I cannot believe that my mom you just did, got tattoos. Is it going to be the
0: Spanish flag somewhere?
1: <laughs> <laughs> my mother. My mother oh. is so old-fashioned in something, in some ways. However, she's so progressive in other ways right Hmm. my mom was the first person I knew to get electrolysis anywhere in the face I mean do her eyebrows or whatever it is get rid of hair wherever whatever and as a kid I would say you know oh my gosh did that hurt and she was like oh no not at all now of course I have friends who are going through electrolysis and and whatnot and oh no it hurts and
0: uh, and believe me well we suffer for our beauty do we not uh, i mean i don't because i guess I, I, I call my hair basically most of it, i but. very minimal <laughs> you well, know i have myself had laser hair removal yeah yeah, yeah me and too it seems, and it doesn't sting. It it's like a oh, hot metal
1: brush rubbing against your <laughs> flesh that's what that is
0: that's what brush. that's like
1: Yeah, she ended up, I guess, back in the 50s and 60s, it was a big deal to have very pencil-drawn-in eyebrows to the point where a lot of that generation lost the ability to continue to grow eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So she went to some dermatologist, and they drew on and tattooed Mm -hmm. two brand-new eyebrows.
0: And Whoever they look did really it. good. Yeah, they're did pretty a good. Yeah, very,
1: very good job. My mom kind of her and I are are diametrically opposed. <laughs> diagonally. I, I, diagonally opposed. <laughs> diagonally. <laughs> diagonally. I think you said diagonally. <laughs> yeah, we're two opposites to to a certain degree. We do share a lot of similarities, but physically speaking the fact that she has always kind of colored her hair very very blonde I mean she was platinum when I was born very into the spotlight and I'm the complete opposite very loud and and I can wait 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 wait, wait, wait. I can wait I get you wait
0: a minute (laughs) my left ear I'm going deaf (laughs) but to be fair there and, are certain places where I feel comfortable enough to be loud, <laughs> to be extremely loud. loud. But to be fair, in order to be heard, sometimes yeah, in my you family, got, yeah. you gotta you gotta honk the horn. <laughs> that is true. That's, exactly. Yeah. Which
1: brings us to. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. What, what are we calling this? Uh, uh,
0: hmm. You know, I don't think we really assigned a title to this. I was gonna say the Corpse Bride, but no. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, though. <laughs> that actually is very, very good. <laughs> I've written about this in my in the draft. Yeah. But I didn't really assign a title to it, and now I think I have one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. What, well,
1: yeah. again, it harkens back to what I've said about death and mm-hmm. whatnot that I'm not as comfortable as some of the older generation Mm -hmm. in my family is with death. And growing up, it's not like I went to funerals. It's not. So that whole death thing, I mean, I was always the kid that was afraid of my parents dying. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, that was always in the back of my head. You know, you watch miniseries that I used to watch with my mom, Gone with the Wind and The Thorn Birds and whatnot, and everyone's dying left and right, and you're just like... Wow, what would it be like not to have my mom or dad there or whatever? So it's just a very foreign concept for me. This story is
0: kind of funny. Well, wait, but but before we get to that story, you brought up a fact when we were talking about what we were going to talk about Mm -hmm. a little bit. You brought up a fact that I didn't know about your parents. And that was about the funeral home. They actually considered that. Yeah, as a, see that's as a business for yeah, a while, right?
1: Absolutely. So, my family's really tight knit, right? And my dad's an only child, but my mom is one of five, and one of her sisters stayed in Spain, but the rest all came here. So, between my mom and her three other siblings, right, there was always talk among the the older siblings of owning a funeral parlor. And even as a small kid, I I'd look at them and think to myself, you guys are
0: all crazy. I'm glad there are people who can do it. Sure thing. And Absolutely. I, I, and they do the people that I because my mother passed away when she was 59 and a half. So, mm-hmm. she's been gone the that was 2000 2002. And the the people who at the funeral home, they were they were great and I appreciate that. And that's a good profession to be in it's, absolutely and it's, it's just our, uh you know what especially it, now look at what they're having to do ugh, with covid and all that stuff gosh yeah so i'm thankful that there are people who are out there who care and that do a good job but that i personally could not do that job no
1: <laughs> no i could not do it it's not something that i would even consider right. i mean
0: it's just it's, it's, it's one of
1: those things that it's totally out of my wheelhouse completely out of my wheelhouse. no but you
0: can hold on to the cat while they're
1: I could totally during hold the surgery. on to wake during,
0: during the surgery with no anesthesia. <laughs> Precarious surgery <laughs> with no anesthetic. <laughs> In the right. garage with the straight razor. <laughs> okay, so anyway. My
1: mom, there were a couple of things that my mom growing up has always said. One, she put her foot down that she would never go to a nursing home. Oh, never. Boy. You know
0: we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But that was just a known, a known variable. I don't know what to call it. It's just, it is not, we're not doing that. Her yes. option is to get chained up in my attic before she would ever go to a nursing home. Well, that's not exactly the version of it that I heard, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> Second, she had said, you know, it was during, I, I think, one of the holidays. And you have to understand that when we get together for the holidays, right, right? For whatever reason, the well no i know for whatever reason my mom has always been really lucky with all her siblings that whoever they married into they had really either tiny families or their families were estranged or whatever the case may be so we've always been the lucky ones to have
0: everybody okay well we could talk more about that too my perspective of it is yes to a certain extent everyone everyone wants to be at the fun table Right, right. for one thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. but the other thing is you, the, that's, the, the expectation sense. is there well, as well. And it kind of uh, kind of expands to fit every space, I'm just saying just a little. Mm-hmm. A little. but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I did not know that the first time you both had talked about this was at... Yeah, a it was at one of the
1: holidays, and my mom just sure as, as any other conversation we had, she was under the impression that I knew. Mm-hmm. A fate accompli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that upon her demise, demise, that I would be the one doing her makeup and her hair, which I, I don't even know where she would get the idea. I, even hearing it come out of your mouth right now astonishes me. <laughs> I know. I, I just I don't even I don't get that because dun, dun, dun. I don't know that looking at me, right, and what I do. And looking at what she does and the lengths that she goes to, to do what she does to herself, right? Uh, I, <laughs> that she would choose me to do her makeup and her hair for her funeral or her 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 wake or whatever. It's just. It when she's laid out in state in the parlor, <laughs> I, I, and and I have told her time and time again, I, I we've been to family, not family funerals, but we've been to funerals of friends and things like that, and you know some people get really distraught and they hold or touch their deceased loved one or whatever. To me, it there's a there's a cutoff point, and
0: mm-hmm. I am well at not, that point. At what, at what point for you? It just depends on, first of all, your connection to that person, mm. uh, connected or not. There's no way that I no, like you're like um, it could be. I mean, if I were again, your child,
1: right? You see it, what I'm saying? It, it could be. It's just that I have not been put in a position mm-hmm. to ever have to grieve for right. someone close to me, and the fact that she came to me and said, "You're going to do my hair, my makeup," and I just wholeheartedly didn't even hold back. I didn't even have to think about it for more than two seconds, say no. Uh, I was like, No, mom, I'm not even gonna touch you, much less do your hair and makeup. I I don't I don't even know I don't have any clue as to where she would think that I would do her makeup and hair. Mm. I just assume slap on some (laughs) lipstick and fake eyelashes (laughs) (laughs) have a close casket. That's right. And be done with it. But she was like, oh no. I'm not going to have strangers looking at me.
0: Um, okay, see, now for me, the that whole concept of having strangers look at you, that would be more of a body issue and less of a face <laughs> and head and neck issue. Right? Well, you know, you're in a casket, really
1: only seeing your chest up. Yeah, okay. So they're not seeing anything so. else. But for her, it's really important for her to still look like her I mean we've gone to funerals where and I have heard I don't like going to funerals there's certain reasons why but one of which they talk about how that person was laid up or oh my laid gosh out. laid out <sighs> <laughs> what if- <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't see the importance of it you're not here anymore right at least that's not your real estate anymore no I don't necessarily know that I would care but it, it does matter to her and the funny thing is is that while she was telling me this uh, the horror that I was feeling internally was obviously showing on the outside and my sister-in-law Cindy was right there. Other sister-in-law. Yeah. Right. So my other sister-in-law, Cindy, so Ken's sister was there. And my mom looks at her and says, do you believe it? Look at how she's acting or look at how she's reacting to this. And luckily for me, Cindy was just like, oh, don't worry, Lee. She says, I will do your makeup and hair. I don't have a problem with it. Bless her heart. Uh, I was like, phew. And I kind of looked over at her and I said to her, I said, you know, she's absolutely serious, right? This is not mm-hmm. a joke. And she's like, no, big deal. I'll handle it and so on and so forth. And I thought to myself, man, that is a weight off of my mm-hmm. shoulders because there is no way that I can do it. And then um, later on, Cindy goes, I was kidding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, talk about talk about a, a last
0: request. I know, right? One thing is taking her dog. Another thing is like so. When I heard the story, I actually heard it at Monday night, one of our Monday night dinners, mm-hmm. and I remember feeling the discomfort coming off of you, hmm? pretty hot and heavy. I don't, mm-hmm. you didn't say anything about it. You were just like, mm-hmm, okay. And your mother, and this must have been quite some time after. Cindy said, oh, well, don't worry, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be before me. It might have been. It might have been. Or maybe at a holiday where I wasn't Or a holiday
1: where you were maybe in another room, or maybe it was at Thanksgiving, because I think you go to your sister's at Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving.
0: I remember hearing about that at Monday Night Family Dinner. Mm -hmm. And I remember you saying very little. And your mother insisting, oh, yes, Juliet will be doing my hair and my makeup Mm. for me when I die. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, yeah, I I remember looking at you and saying, just go along with it. (laughs) Somebody else will, will, we can get somebody else to do it. And I don't ever want to disrespect anyone's final wishes or et cetera, but experiencing my mom passing away Yeah, there's no way in the world I would be going in and doing her makeup. Mm -mm. That's just, no, that's just not going to. Like I couldn't even put my dog down
1: without, (laughs) you know, writing a check with tears all over it. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what it would be like. The poor thing would end up looking like. I know,
0: right? (laughs) i I don't know it from uh, the clown (laughs) from it i don't know how i would get through that one well the funny thing to me is just how adamant she is about it oh yeah like it's a foregone conclusion yeah it's uh oh no it's a matter of fact sort of thing yes juliet will be doing this yep she'll take care of it i think that just is part of that generation And it may be a cultural thing, too. Just a very matter-of-fact sort of thing. So ends the tale of Surgery Cat, Corpse Bride, and Death uh, Takes a Taxi. For uh, our Halloween Halloween episode. uh, Halloween episode, yeah. We will catch up with you on the next episode of Everyday Macaroni. Bye-bye. Bye. So how about that for a scary Halloween story? I hope you enjoyed episode three of Everyday Macaroni, our special Halloween two-part episode. Our goal was, of course, to make folks laugh and feel more at ease about a difficult subject that just seemed appropriate for Halloween. And I hope you took it in that context. I hope you enjoyed listening and sharing a laugh or two with us. Stay tuned for more Everyday Macaroni adventures on future podcast episodes. And if you want to see some pictures of us, you can follow me on Instagram by searching at Joy Alfred Brand, hashtag everydaymacaroni, hashtag the Dollar Llama, or on my Facebook page, NewCashView. Again, thanks for listening and join us for the next episode of
1: Everyday It's Macaroni!